Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Travis Yates, where leaders find the insights, advice, and encouragement they need to lead courageously. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so humbled you are here, and I wanted to just bring some quick thoughts to you from the Nashville uh, school shooting that's been all over the news this week. I've tried to recover from a couple of weeks on the road. I just got in late last night from deep south Oklahoma, really kind of northern Texas. Had a great time with the Highway Patrol in their in-service, and I'm really, really honored every time I get a chance to uh, meet a bunch of our folks around the country that believe in a lot of this leadership uh, stuff that we talk about each and every week and, and some of the survival training that I also do. So it's always an honor. It's always a privilege. But this, of course, story is everywhere. And I wanted to quickly address uh, the media has all of a sudden come to realize that there are heroes in law enforcement. Now, we won't address some of the really insane people that will never be pleased with what law enforcement does and will blame everybody but evil people with weapons and evil people that murder people on the things they do. That's not even worth wasting our time with that. Uh, that's a big principle here is we do not let emotions overtake facts. So I'm going to stick to the facts very, very briefly for you today because I think there's something that we need to understand. The officers that are getting the press in this shooting are Nashville police officers Rex Engelbert and Officer Michael Colazzo, and rightfully so. Uh, the body camera was released, I believe, the very next day from the police department, and I am appreciative of them doing that because law enforcement traditionally has been very slow, if ever, in releasing videos that, that, that portray exactly what you saw in that video, which was police officers doing what police officers are trained to do, and they executed it uh, efficiently and effectively and with, with precision, accuracy. Very, very impressive. I have a little bit of a different take than many people do because, like I said, all of a sudden, for a couple of days at least, the media is talking about the heroic deeds of law enforcement. Now, I want to give all the credit in the world to these police officers. And there were other officers entering as well. They may not have been the shooters or the ones there in front, but there were obviously other officers there as well. And I obviously want to begin with giving them all the credit in the world. Absolutely, they're heroes. But I think we're missing the big picture here. You see, law enforcement, far and wide, they train to do exactly what those officers did. Like, that's not unique if you've been in law enforcement. Like, we, in a training environment, we do that all the time. I'm not saying everyone is training exactly the same, but most progressive departments with progressive training with good leadership is training exactly like you saw. I've been in law enforcement for three decades, and I have seen the ebb and flow of what we teach when it comes to active shooters, all the way back pre-Columbine when we just sort of waited for SWAT, then we progressed past that, and we have unfortunately learned from a lot of these tragedies that, you know what, it's time to take out the shooter. Uh, we go, can go back and we can clear rooms later. We can rescue people later. But if you don't take the shooter out immediately, it creates a lot of problems. So the, what I saw in that video, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, was exactly what we trained to do. It's obviously uh, 
it's it's good to see that our training it works and our training is effective. Nobody wants to have to actually conduct that type of real-life operation. But I will tell you a little secret that people aren't really talking about. There's not a cop I know that goes through this training, that puts on this badge and uniform every day, that does it in their back of their mind, want to be called up for game day. And what do I mean by that? I don't want to come across as we're, we're waiting in our car to have to go shoot someone. It's, it's quite the opposite. Everyone hopes it never has to happen. But the mindset of law enforcement in the United States is if it has to happen, I'm here, send me. And I see this day in and day out. Like you can even take this away from active shooter calls and just go to a shots fired call or an armed robbery call. Law enforcement's racing to get to the scene. Like this is what we do. And we see that, and I know you see that if you're in the profession each and every day, nobody talks about it. Nobody calls them heroes, and quite frankly, of course they're heroes. Anyone that is willing to go in first, to run to danger, to run to gunfire when everybody runs away, of course there's a heroic aspect of that. But I am a little annoyed, as usual, with the press because they don't seem to care about any of that. Yes, it's easy for them to talk about this case. It's out in the open, wide open for everybody to see. If it wouldn't have been for the Nashville Police Department, putting that video out and talking about these officers, trust me, they would have found a way to ignore it. And many of them are saying some crazy wild stuff anyway. But I wanted to take, give the credit to these two young men, but also blanket a profession that is ready to do just that. Everybody wants to always remember Uvalde and anything that may go wrong. With this in mind, we still do not know everything about Uvalde. Right, that's still not out there. But everybody wants to just take a snippet of that video and just blast the entire profession. But nobody wants to take this video and give the entire profession credit. And that's what I would like to do today. And I would also like to give credit to something that's not being talked about. Those two officers did not wake up out of bed that morning and just know how to do that automatically. There's a lot of credit that needs to be given to the leadership internally at the Nashville Police Department. And who would I mean by that? Well, there's uh, a leader over the training unit that implemented that training. There is probably multiple police chiefs through the years that endorsed that training. There's administration within that department that made sure officers got the amount of training needed to perform that. You do not perform that successfully like you saw on that video without Many years of ingrained leadership making sure your officers are prepared. And that is something that is not talked about a lot about in leadership. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, we're going to prepare our officers and give them the resources. But are you ready to year in and year out in the hopes that they never has to be used, provide your officers the ammo and the training and the overtime for instructors and the expertise and sending folks to conferences to get the latest, greatest to prepare your officers for what you hope never happens. And unfortunately, we have many agencies that have not prepared in that fashion. Law enforcement has perfected the reactive nature of training when it comes to leadership. We wait till some bad stuff happens, and then we go, oh, we need to address this. But great leaders anticipate 
the status quo. They, they fight the status quo and they anticipate. It's a huge principle here that we always talk about. It's been adopted by the Courageous Police Leadership Alliance. And you can check that out at cplalliance.org. You can download those posters. But a huge principle is, is to continually anticipate what needs to be done. And that is what occurred here. Okay? So there's a lot of people that made that day successful. Yes, the officers had to execute. They had to be prepared. And almost every officer in America with this type of leadership is. But the men and women that have been behind the scenes making sure those officers had, A, the equipment. Oh, those pesky rifles everybody talks about, right? The equipment, the training, the resources, uh, you name it. That, that is how it is done, folks. That is what leadership is about. I don't know a lot about the leadership at Nashville Police Department, but if I take this one incident and look at it, I know there are a lot of men and women that were behind that that nobody seems to be even thinking about. And so when you talk about defund police and let's take resources away and let's blame police for this or that, what you saw in that video is what could suffer and what has suffered, by the way. Obviously, Nashville is a success story, but how many agencies out there have just been pummeled by this emotion and this nonsense and they don't train the way they used to? They don't have the mindset the way they used to. So much credit should go to that agency and the leadership behind it. Now, back to what I began with. When I say that this is an everyday occurrence in law enforcement, what you saw in that video, I mean it. I have personally seen more videos than I could even talk about in a day of officers around the country doing just that. Now, what do I mean by that? Yeah, it may not have been what you saw in that video where the suspect was there, the suspect was alive, the suspect was taken out, and lives were no doubt saved. But what I mean is officers arriving to a call of an active shooter and running through the front door, either by themselves or in pairs, which is how we train. Now, they may have not found the active shooter. They may have found the active shooter that shot themselves like the cowards they typically are, and that typically does happen. But I have seen a ton of that video, and a lot of it's not on YouTube. You know, I travel around the country. I talk to a lot of leaders around the country. They show me this stuff. Uh, I've seen this here locally. None of that stuff's public. No one's talking about that. They're not talking about those officers' names, and, and nor do I think they should or do the officers want to. My whole point in discussing this briefly with you today is what you saw in that video is not an anomaly. That's the norm. Thank God we do not have to perform that on a very regular basis in this country. But when we do, rest assured, the majority of law enforcement in America is prepared. Now, are some not? Of course. Every single profession has some not prepared. I can assure you there are lawyers, doctors, school teachers that aren't as good as others, right, that aren't prepared as others. So we need to get past that little emotion that the media likes to pull. Uh, but uh, this is, a, while a tragic event there in Nashville, this should be a moment where American law enforcement should step back and go, what we're doing is working. This is, we are prepared for this. 
And I don't think there'll be that global look at it. I think this will be out of the news as quick as it came in the news, and they will turn their sights again on some type of ridiculous nonsense like the media usually does. But I think we should, as a profession, not just look at these two officers as we should, as the heroes they are, but look inside of our agencies and give gratitude to the men and women that are enabling this type of training and resources for the men and women that do it. You do not just wake up in the morning and perform it, perform what you saw in that video. A ton of work goes behind it. It should be a model of what every American law enforcement agency should be striving for. You hope it never happens, but when it does, your, your employees perform flawlessly because you have prepared them to perform flawlessly. Thanks for listening. And just remember, lead on and stay courageous. Thank you for listening to Courageous Leadership with Travis Yates. We invite you to join other courageous leaders at travisyates.org.